Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 474 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, you can find out what happened when I called up with a vet from a lower low. Real life Vicky Michelle. As she's talking all about pub fortnight. She knows a thing or two about that, having served beer for so long in Renault's Cafe in Hello Hello. So we'll be having a bit of a chat with her because we are in pub fortnight and finding out how you can get a free beer. We like the sound of that one. Also on the show, Gloria Hunniford uh, is championing all that is good in the world and making sure that we do get the best deals. You've seen her on telly doing that. We're talking all about how to avoid paying full price. And that's certainly not the first price you get offered by an estate agent when you're selling your home. As well as that, Jamelia had a little natter with her uh, because last Friday was the release of Mamma Mia. Here we go again. So you can find out what happened when we spoke all about that one. We have music coming from Calamity. Uh, that's on the way. That'll be quite a treat. But first of all, Health and Happiness makes a welcome return for August on the 4th of the month. It's a Saturday night to tell us more about what's going on. Chuck McAuliffe, hello. Hey, Jason. How are you doing, buddy? I'm fine. I trust you've been using plenty of sunscreen since you had all your hair removed the other week. Well, it's growing back slowly. <laughs> 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 I'm starting to look human again. Well, with, with the monthly updates, when people come along to the Health and Happiness Show, they'll be able to see that progress and see what it turns into this time around. I'm hoping it's going to be nicely bouffant. But uh, t- tell us a bit about the show. Well, we've got the, the uh, wonderful return of Mr. Jason Wilbur, who's a fine singer-songwriter uh, from uh, Bloomington, Indiana. He, he's uh, on tour currently with uh, John Prine. He's, he's been John Prine's uh, lead guitar player for about 22 years, I think. And uh, it's it's lovely to have him back. He comes come, came in last year, I think in April, and uh, performed uh, his original music uh, solo. And uh, we're hoping to uh, repeat the success because Jason really really did uh, bring the show up a notch. Well, every act you have on there is an absolute fine quality performer. And, and what are your favourite bits of his work? Well, uh, one one of my favourite tunes. Jason wrote a, a song called Heaven because it's, just, it's exactly how I picture it, and uh, it's got a great melody. And, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very um, kind of uh, impressed with with Jason's voice. You, you don't get he sings uh, harmony quite a bit for uh, John Prine, obviously, but uh, when you hear the full full voice Jason has, uh, it's it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a really great instrument, you know. And uh, he's working alongside Iris Cement on the, the track Heaven that you love. Uh, I mean, on that tune, is, is it their two voices that will sort of work together as well, which makes it magical? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a combination of everything, really. I think it's the imagery that attracts me to that song. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what else have we got lined up in the, the coming months? Because it's, uh, it is just part of a, a busy few uh, months of health and happiness. Well, we have the... Uh, in September... We've got uh, our friend uh, Tia McGrath coming back. She she hails from Port Dover, Ontario, Canada. And uh, getting into October, uh, we've got we've got this amazing band, uh, Clint Bradley and his band that play uh, Western music. There's a couple of singer songwriters, and and then the uh, then Western music with Clint Bradley. And uh, well, that's uh, that's in October. <laughs> it's always worth. It. I know. Before you know it, the year's gone. However, uh, yep, November. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be. It's just going to be mental. So, uh, give us yeah. the details of the uh, the Facebook page and everywhere we can find out more information about all the forthcoming gigs and, of course, getting tickets too. 
Well, if you you can text my phone on o double seven five one seven nine one seven two four to reserve some tickets or uh, show up and pay on the door. And tickets are eight seven uh, eight pounds seven pounds and uh, under eighteens are five pounds. We'd love to see some young people come out and listen to uh, listen to some live music. That's for sure. What good live music it is too. Give us your phone number again. It's o double seven five one. Seven nine one seven two four. Chuck, always good to speak to you. Thanks again, and we will catch up soon. Okay, thanks, Jason. I see a long fence row in a house I know, and a worn-out path down a long dusty road. I'm moving real slow. I don't hear a sound Is it finally time to lay my body down I can smell the cooking Half a mile away I can see the yard Where the children play I hear a quiet voice Beside me say Forget the sadness you felt on Is all I need. 
Calamity are working hard on their music. Three of their number are with me now to tell me more. Hello. 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 So, first of all, let's have introductions, starting at this end. Uh, Billy, guitar, vocals. Steph, I play bass. Matt, I play guitar. So, we're missing George, who's keys. Yeah. And also, uh, we haven't got with us your drummer. But then again, your drummer is, tends to be a bit fluid, doesn't it? It doesn't really ex- exist as a concept yeah. quite yet. Okay. Well, it exists as a concept, but just not as an actuality. Right. Yeah. That, that makes more sense. That's yeah. more true. Okay. We've got so. someone who might play the drums, but they can't really play the drums. So. And some people who could play the drums, but don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so this is sounding intriguing already. So t- tell us a bit about you guys and how long you've been working together. What's going on? We've been working together for quite a while. Um, well, me and Steph are siblings. Mm-hmm. You can spot the family resemblance, and so it's, it's all in a smile. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, we've been we've been going for ages, and uh, uh, Matt's been Matt's sort of new. in and out of yeah. the band setup. He's only been playing guitar two years. Yeah. Yeah. I was living in Barcelona for well since August. 2016. Yeah. And I came back in December, and then re well joined the band for the mm. first time. And I couldn't play guitar, and I was learning the very basics, like in the attic mm. on Allen Road with you guys. And then it, it was. It, I think we just started to notice that we were actually making some good songs for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so what was the the impetus to, to get this together? I mean, obviously you two happily you know, jamming uh, music sessions at home. Uh, Mum and Dad got fed up of it, sent you off to a recording studio. Is that uh, how it worked? Or? Uh, not no, really. They got fed up and moved to Scotland. They got fed up of us oh. and moved to Scotland. Okay. They, they took quite drastic measures in, in, that, in that regard. But this so. is not a review of your music. This is purely because they have to find something to do up there. Um, it, we it, hope it, so. It, it, <laughs> we hope so, yeah. 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 But uh, from, from that moment on, yeah, this has started to turn into a bit of a project. Now, George, uh, who we mentioned on Keys, he's away doing a PhD at the moment. Mm-hmm. Now, how does the link in to, to George come uh, in? George is an old, old friend. That we haven't been able to shake off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so he's been playing with us for since 10, we were like, yeah. Well, since we were like kids, basically, mm-hmm. we've played music with George on and off. Yeah. So. But what what was what took that and turned it into right? We want to want to be a band. We want to go out and perform. Um, I think it might be Matt. Yeah, yeah, really. possibly. Like him coming back from Barcelona, being like, I don't want to just waste my time back in Wolverhampton. Let's yeah. d- do something. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we were doing things. We were in a band already. We were doing things. Well, you played at the Flapper, haven't you, in Birmingham? Yeah, but we haven't we haven't done that much stuff. And then you, I don't know, like what happened really? Like immediately after I came back. Um. We wrote some songs. Yeah. yeah. We started like trying to be able we to play together. We started trying to get gigs, more gigs. I think I, I think we took it a bit seriously. Well. Yeah. I kind of wanted to take it seriously. I think. Mm-hmm. And like like use whatever I don't know knowledge I had. And mm. your contacts from the pub. And my contacts. From <laughs> the pub. Contacts from the pub are always really <laughs> useful, though, aren't they? Yeah. So that that that's that's always a good sign. So. Where do you sit musically then? Does that change as often as the, the lineup can, or uh, is that um, this a bit more solid? Where do we sit musically in terms of style? Yeah, oh. um, it's sort of fairly consistent, sort of. Well, it's hard like, to read from the inside sometimes. Yeah, what what you actually do? People have said that we sound like certain bands, haven't they? 
Yeah. Who sounded like um, Jesus and Mary Chain, Velvet Underground. I think they've gone from saying we sound like the Libertines to saying we sound like the Velvet Underground. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the... Yeah. But is this something that you say, hang on, yeah, that's an influence on me, that's music I've loved listening to, or is it just a happy coincidence? I, th- um, mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of both. I think actually I, uh, people said we sounded like Jesus and Mary Chain, and I was like, oh, I'll listen to them. Yeah, like, I do like them now. Do you know like, what they were? Or, or who well, you're not old enough yeah. to start off with. So. No, no, <laughs> no, they're, no. They're my era, so. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, like after saying, after some people were saying that, we started listening to them, actually being like getting quite inspired by like how they are as a band, how they were as a band. Yeah. And so much so that a couple of months ago, I went to see that Bearded Fury, mm-hmm. and they were excellent. I really enjoyed them. It really stirred something inside. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is that what you're looking for when it comes to listening to music to help you with the, the way you forge forward in your careers? Um, you're looking for that tingle and maybe thinking yeah this is, this is the direction I want to go in or are you just happy being inspired by what's going on in your world I don't, know, I don't think it's that conscious to be honest I think uh, in terms of music I'd look for the things I like the things that I sort of relate to in you know my life things that sort of speak to me as sort of my experience and whatever and the experience of people around me and I sort of relate to that sort of thing so but that also feeds into I think what we, we are quite well. introverted in the way we form our songs. We don't go out and find things that we like and pick and choose. I think it sort of bubbles up more. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of influence on how we write, but it's not that sort of concrete. Like We don't go have that. Have that. It's sort of more of a malaise. <laughs> but chilled in, in writing, but eager to perform? Uh, yeah, e- e- eager to perform gigs we like uh, there are quite a lot of gigs we've played which have been a bit sort of soul destroying so <laughs> uh, a bit, bit grim but you know we, we, all, we, we always like performing when it's a good gig it's real good buzz and mm-hmm. things but what's your ideal sort of venue at this moment um, well we play at, uh, we put on our own gigs actually mm-hmm. uh, a little art gallery on Chapel Ash called mm-hmm. The Asylum yeah. uh, that's really good it's like free art space they put on like exhibitions and things but they let us put gigs on there for free it's like a really nice sort of vibe like very sort of chilled very like free form just a, a concrete white room mm-hmm. yeah. no toilet or anything <laughs> so it's quite like um, DIY. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's all it is. But does that make it more of an artistic performance as well? Is yeah. it? Is it bring the whole feel to the shows? It's somewhat different yeah, to think, playing in yeah pub downstairs. Yeah, I think making it sort of more of an artistic thing and also more of a sort of you know like an, an intimate thing with the audience. More, maybe. more, more of a kind of. More of a sort of, there's less Everyone sort of a barrier. Saying, there's, there's, there's no hierarchy of the, oh the people who own the joint, the people who. Are doing the band, yeah, people paying the, six quid to get in. It's yeah, it's more of a sort of it's, okay. it's more democratic. Yeah, more collaborative yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from an audience to band point of view. Yeah, especially as like as people who would come like, as an audience member if they're in a band or or perform in any way or or paint or whatever. Like the next time we put something on, they'll probably be on the bill as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like a community driven like. For us, anyway, like escapade. I think that's what we'd like to do: is is to have a community like element. But people have band photographers. Does this mean you have some guy in the corner doing <coughs> an oil painting of you as you perform? Or is, that, is that something? Um, I think that could happen. It could I think happen. We've had bef- well, we have had someone doing a little painting of us before. Yeah, and then she oh yeah, she yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they weren't commissioned. They weren't yeah. commissioned. No, it just happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
But does that make it a bit more interesting than just rocking up with some amplifiers somewhere and trying to play some tunes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes. I, I mean, I mean, you can have, you can have some really good gigs like in pubs and in venues and things like that. But sometimes it can be a bit sort of hit and miss and a bit like, you know, people don't really care. <laughs> you know, people, a lot a lot of time in pubs particularly, people aren't there to like really listen to music. They're, the music sort of incidental and it's more like yeah. Whereas this is more of a, much more of a whole performance piece, and yeah, yeah. if they're not listening to the music, it's because they're actually involved in something else just the other side of the room. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Both okay. This sounds intriguing. So, wh- when is the next chance to see you guys doing this in the eleventh uh, of August? So, give us the next. full details of the venue. Uh, it's the Asylum Art Gallery. It's on Clifton Street mm-hmm. in Chapel Ash. Uh, uh, yeah, just behind Tattoo, Tattoo, Tattoo Palace. And yeah, it's opposite the Life Spring Church. Yes, right. the big which glass. <laughs> Are we? Well, like I tried to coerce their members to come across. Didn't uh, once, and they were like, and they weren't. They were. They were more for singing their songs rather than listening to yours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm so. sure some of them would have snuck in at some point. But they don't let us so use the toilets there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, la- lack of charity. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm sure they're very lovely at the live spring. Yeah, but, but yeah, we'll we'll start at eight, won't we? Yeah, kicks off at eight. Kicks off eight o'clock. Kick off. Yeah, there'll be other bands on the bill. So yeah. make sure you're down for that one. And people yeah. can follow you on plenty of social media. Give us all the details on... Yeah, so on Facebook, it's it's a calamity, all one word. Yeah, yeah. obviously. On Instagram, it's the calamity band. If you want to email us, it's it's a calamity at outlook.com. So those are the ways yeah. to get in touch. Yeah. But keep checking back. Look at the Facebook page in particular for all the events. Sign up for those. Get yourself along. And see calamity doing your thing. So, uh, how then are we going to describe your thing? Singles out there at the moment. Is there something that people can pick up as well? Spotify, that sort of place. Can we uh, find you yeah, there? Yeah, we've got an EP yeah. on Spotify, haven't we? We've and got an EP with Matt Pinfield, who used to be in a band called the, the Young Runaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he used to help us record a four-track EP that's on Spotify and iTunes and iMusic and all that. It's on, yeah, it's on, it's on loads. Of it's all over the place. So yeah. you can hit just. So how do we find you on there? What do we search for? Just calamity. Uh, it's it's just calamity the calamity EP. EP. So look for the calamity EP. Right. right. Okay. Because yeah. to yeah. look for. That's the way to do it. Yeah. 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 And uh, are you producing videos for your music as well, or yeah, is that we've, we've got, got one, one video that's out already? One that's in the pipeline and should be released by the time of yeah our August gig. So yeah, keep checking on for that. And yeah. But that gives you another chance to, to explore your own art through the music as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like producing good videos, I think, is a big part of of what it of what's involved in in, in making a good go of getting a band off the ground mm. at the moment in the world. Yeah, and you obviously have the resource to be able to do that much more easily than uh, has happened you know, 20, 30 years ago. So oh, it gives yeah, you a chance yeah. to explore yeah. and take control of, of, of your own look and sound, doesn't it? Oh, well, yeah, because yeah. you can film like, really good videos on your phone as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, not yeah. my phone. But <laughs> my phone doesn't have no. a camera. <laughs> but, but again, that's probably safer, and yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. happy that way. Yeah, well, I mean, at least I know the CIA aren't looking at me through it, you know. Yeah, they've got tabs on you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) That all aside, the music is out there before they get arrested. Enjoy these people doing their thing. Uh, So, Calamity is what we're looking for. Uh, Go on, give us the Facebook again. It's It's a Calamity. And the Calamity band on Instagram. And Twitter. And Twitter. So, do all of that. 
and just search around for the the the, the music, the the look, the sound, the the overall artistic experience that that you yeah, are. Man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's happening. It's, it's only gonna happen through us. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Why>? what. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about picking yourself up, is it? I think I think that works. <laughs> Lovely to meet you all, and yeah, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Estate agents are cashing in on Brits' reluctance to haggle over the fees. To tell us more about a survey done by How Simple, I'm joined now by Gloria Hunnerford. Hello. How are you, Jason? Hey, all good here. And uh, it's, I kind of feel I ought to say legend Gloria Hunnerford because <laughs> you've been involved in so many uh, champions of people's rights over the years alongside the entertainment and the singing, of course. Of course. It's good to, to know that you're uh, helping get on board with this one with a staggering 82% of people surveyed uh, agreed to the first fee that was given to them by an estate agent. Yet there's always a bit of wiggle room, isn't there? There is, of course. And and also the background to me being interested in this report is the fact that we have a bit of selling and buying going on within the family. 
uh, one of my sons is selling at the moment. And I noticed this report uh, compiled by House Stimple. And I, I thought it was really interesting in terms of the fact. I mean, you've mentioned that 83% agree the first fee that they're given and they don't haggle. Well, I grew up in a family of hagglers, so I'm used to that. <laughs> uh, but I think it's really good to know from this report that really, you, you can, first of all, you can haggle to reduce the percentage that you're prepared to pay. But they recommend that you never pay any more than 1%. And which is a good fact to have, you know, if you're taking on a estate agent because, you know, it's a big deal when you're selling your house or indeed buying one. It's a big issue in your life. But what I'm interested in as well is I'm not very good online, but my grandsons are brilliant. And <laughs> one of them, because he's hoping that he'd be able to buy a flat sometime, he, for example, found that uh, a fee with one of the companies was a thousand pounds up front. Now, bearing in mind that sometimes if you don't haggle, you could pay many thousands, you know, in the end for selling. But in that case, you pay that up front whether you sell it or not. But then he, come, he, he came across another one, which was a company that sells, uh, sorry, that, that give you a flat fee of £995, but you only pay it when you sell. So as my grandson Charlie said, well, that's a win-win blow because you don't pay it until you sell it. And if you don't sell it, then you don't pay anything out. So it's a good way. And that's the way it should be. They should be made to work for their money. And it is a lot of money, even 1% in some of these cases, is an awful lot of cash when you're looking at the value of a home these days. Yes, absolutely. And so that's why, you know, as with all high streets, and I'm not lambasting um, estate agents in the high street at all. I'm just saying that competition now between the high street, no matter what you're buying, and online products, you know, it's huge sometimes. And so therefore, I think, you know, modern people will now go online far more than, say, they would have done in my day. Yeah, and, and equally, if it's someone you know, in the family who's more savvy at that, you know, draft in the kids, the grandson, and make them help you out. Well, exactly. Or maybe they're hoping that I'll help them out financially. <laughs> but at least I'll make them work for the best deal. Uh, but it's, it's a really good report. And, you know, if you are thinking of selling your house, it's worth your while getting it online and having the information in detail for yourself. And if an estate agent comes around, for example, from your high street, you can always waive this report and say, well, look, this recommends I do not pay any more than 1%. Yeah, and talk to them and make sure that you are getting the best deal possible. Exactly. That's what I've learned on Rip Off Britain. You know, you have to try and save your money. We're all not flush with money these days. You know, money's tight, generally speaking. Of course, there are the mm -hmm. few who are very well off like you because you get paid a lot of money. Oh, I wish, uh, if only. Come <laughs> on, I, I could say you multi-talented, oh, but equally, the people with money are the ones who make sure that they don't waste it as well, aren't they? That's absolutely right. They're the ones who do look after the pennies. Uh, but, but on Rip Off Britain, you know, we're always looking for the best deal. And and so this survey was just interesting to me along those veins. Mm -hmm. But it, it does sound a, a, an important way of, of thinking about it because we do often just give in. Uh, I know in the past I've haggled and you do too. But so it's just making sure that everybody out there has that sort of mindset that lets them do it. And it's about being brave, isn't it? I mean, you and I are used to speaking to people in uh, many different uh, situations and, and maybe you're a little bit braver. But it's about channeling that inner strength to, to make sure you get the best deal thing is, Jason, you and I are very good at kicking doors down. <laughs> That's what I always say about Rip Off Britain. Who's going to refuse the three of us when we walk in? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get the interview. We're going to get with Angela Rippon, Julia Somerville and myself all of a certain age, at least they're going to listen to us, aren't they? Well, yeah, you do have that air of experience about you, but uh, I think that that is going to help too. But equally, that is something that seeing the, the likes of what you've done on TV, uh, people can pick up on a bit of that and, and use it to, as their own strength. 
Oh, listen, I mean, the program is all about advice, and I, I actually genuinely pay a lot of heed to what our great researchers turn up because I act on that. And mm -hmm. I've certainly reduced a lot of my own bills just simply by being practical and by, you know, trying to look and see where I can get a better deal. I mean, insurance is a really good option because with car insurance, for example, it varies so much. House insurance varies so much. And you can get better deals. Yeah, and, and always look at what the extras are. You know, the one area, just a matter of interest, I only discovered recently, the one area that's not uh, well policed, and that is the holiday area. There is no ombudsman mm -hmm. for holidays and vacations. There is for electricity, there is for gas, there is for water, all your household bills, but not the holidays, and that's a really grey area sometimes. I can feel a campaign coming on with your name on it here, to be fair. I'll be campaigning for the lower rates for selling your house, right? We'll do that to start off with. Where can people find out more about this great research from House Simple? Well, it's a very easy website. It's called housesimple.com. So pop along there, check out all the details. And uh, yeah, what else have we got you coming up in at the moment? Because I know you like appearing on a number of different TV shows. So anything we should be looking out for the, the one and only Gloria Hunnaford on? Well, I'm doing quite a lot of Loose Women at the moment mm -hmm. because during the holiday season, of course, you tend to have a lot of people away and Janice Street Port is having a knee replacement. So I'm, you know, doing a few extra of those. And then, of course, I've been very much involved in Cliff Richard's case. Mm -hmm. um, when I say involved, I mean involved in terms of support for him. That's taken up a bit of time and we were in court this week for the judgment. So that was a big day. For him, so there's been a lot going on, really. And to keep him busy, we'll keep looking out for you. Are you on Twitter as well? I can imagine you as a tweeter. Never. You're not? No. I have a lot of time to sit there and tweet. I suppose there is that. And I look at Philip Schofield, who is, of course, a massive fan of Twitter. And in between, you know, like in the commercial breaks and everything, he's mm -hmm. busy tweeting away. You know, I mean, I just think, how did you find the time to do all of that? But, you know, people love it and that's good. It is a tricky one. Well, we look forward to all that you do and we enjoy every moment of it. Gloria Hunniford, keep championing and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. And have a good week coming up. You too. Try for now. Okay, bye.
Everybody loves a trip down to the pub, but we don't love those who break the unwritten rules. To tell us more, I'm joined now by, of course, from Hello Hello, Vicky Michelle. Hello. Hello, hello, Jason. <laughs> so this new report out as we celebrate National Pub Fortnight reveals what the rules are. The main no-go areas, Jason. Politics and religion. They're the two biggest ones. OK, so those are the two biggies. Don't do those. And then you've got people, bad bar behaviour, queue jumping. Ordering large rounds and asking for complicated drinks. See, yeah, no, nobody wants to show off who wants an olive and everything else in there. Exactly. 53% don't like that. I don't like that. It's like cocktails. They take so long. Yeah. You have to have someone on those, I think, separately. Yeah, there's, there's a bar for that sort of thing, but do not make it down your local pub. That doesn't work quite so well, does that it? That doesn't work. Um, noisy individuals, I think. Loud and noisy was a 48%. Didn't like that. Probably a bit of swearing. Too much swearing. Um, I think some pubs are doing um, swear boxes, which is a really good uh, way of raising money for charity. So I think that, that, that the good thing about swearing, if you do swear, is to, to have a charity box. That's the way to do it. <laughs> now, in, in your days behind the bar at uh, René's uh, little place in a lower low, do you think he would have uh, had the same sort of issue? Um, I'm, I'm sure there's some bad language that came from your local policeman, but that wasn't intentional. No, this is true. <laughs> but uh, you know, how do, how do you think uh, a, a, a pub or bar these days compares to, to the reaction you would have had in the whole fun of Hello, Hello? Did the cast hang out as well when you were out uh, filming? We used to go to pubs when we were filming. <laughs> or are you talking about just in the cafe? Both, to be fair. I mean, who, who was best behaved in the cafe and who was, who was worst behaved in a real bar? I think we were all really badly behaved, <laughs> to be in reality. In reality, I think we were all like a lot of school, school children and we had lots and lots of fun um, working in the bar. But I think it was, it's not like a pub, that was like a sort of yeah. a cafe. But I mean, we used to go to the local pub when we were filming on outside, doing the outside um, locations. Uh-huh. And uh, we all used to go to the pub and, uh, and behave very badly. Not very, very badly, but just naughty. So I think that is allowed. I think pubs are great areas for... Um, for meeting people, you know, you find out about the area. Whenever I've done theatre tours, you always go to the pub after you finish the, the show and you meet people in the area. It encourages people to come along and see the show. You find out what's going on. I think the pubs are sort of just such a main part of uh, British life um, that it would be sad if we didn't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. And I also think that the, um, the World Cup brought everyone together. You know, and 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 everyone was down the pub, and I and it, and everyone was very patriotic as well. I think, uh, yeah, pubs make you patriotic. You go there and you're celebrating the World Cup till we lost, but uh, but before that, it was just such a great atmosphere. It's brilliant, but equally, you know, it, it's, it's nice to go to a pub, and if it's a gastro pub, enjoy some food as well, and and make the most of the the whole pub environment, and it, it, to do something which means you haven't got to do the washing up, you can have uh, the drink. Even better if you walk there because you haven't got to have your designated driver, and yeah, stick them within the rules. But how, whether it's a group of friends or a family, enjoy the pubs, and particularly do it during this National Pub Fortnight. I think that's I think that's really important. Yeah, because the National Pub Fortnight is a great great idea i think that you know people there's some fantastic restaurants in pubs you know they've really upped their game with restaurants and also you've got things like quiz nights you've got entertainment in pubs i think that they're just it's a a great place to go it's more like an entertainment place they cater for children parents Uh, you've also got some pubs that will take dogs i think that uh, they're just catering for everything so you can just go to your pub not have to bother to make a, a meal you can go there sit 
find out what's going in a local area. Have a really good laugh because there'll be people in there that you've never met that you end up speaking to and finding out about. Um, and, and I think it's a great idea for two weeks. Not only that, Jason, they're giving away 50,000 drinks. 50,000 drinks? 50,000 drinks. There's 2,500 pubs taking part. Yeah. And if you go on to nationalpubfortnight.com mm-hmm. and look on there, it'll tell you which pubs are taking part. And you can just go in and say, I want my free drink. That, that sounds good. I like the idea. <laughs> and now, is this something you're going to go? I know you and some of the gang from Alolo still head around the country and you'll go off and have photos taken and you're at all sorts of events across the UK. Oh, yes, we do. We do. I know some of them are going out for signing at the moment. We all do keep in in touch with with each other and 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 i've been doing you know a bit a few talks about hello hello as well because they're showing it on i think it's the drama channel every day twice a day and on yesterday on sundays they're showing three episodes each sunday so i think the hello hello thing's still alive and uh, people are still watching it and laughing out loud so um, i'm glad that's part of the of the great british public Psyche, absolutely the pub <laughs> we want a pub with that showing in the background a free drink and uh maybe you guys all turning up just to share a beer and a few stories but not to talk about politics okay that's the one that's the one jason well, and it's from the 20th of july to the 5th of august so uh, keep <laughs> keep going along enjoying the pub enjoy uh, the national pub fortnight nationalpubfortnight.com or if you're on the make sure you get that free drink free drink uk. you can find out the details there too but for now vicky michelle long may we continue to see you you on stage and the appearing around the UK as uh, everybody remembers the great time we had with the Lower Low. Thank you so much, Jason. Lovely talking to you. I'm just popping down the pub. Get one in for me, will you, whilst you're there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will. I will, Jason. <laughs> it's a free one. Oh, yeah, that's why we like them, free. All right, cheers, Jason. Through the street in the evening They are taking the bull to the sacrifice Pagans are walking through the street in the evening They are taking the bull to the sacrifice And a hundred bull housewives Putting out the bins said such a funny thing it is to see as the rain keeps coming down on some long forgotten town they wrote it out of all history and still the pagans come walking through the street in the evening they are taking the bull to the sacrifice pagans come walking through the street
With more than one in five women considering their mum to be the person they have the closest relationship with, someone who's a mum and a fantastic person too is Jamelia, who's on the line now. Hello. Hey, you all right? I'm good. And you've got some info on a survey here, which uh, tells us all about the way uh, women uh, are, are working with their moms. And that basically, I think they're their best friends, aren't they? Well, yes, and I think rightly so as well. Our moms are such um, important characters in our lives, and particularly... Um, women and girls my relationship with my mom there's so many things that I would not have gotten through without her and I mean she's just amazing and I hope that my daughters would refer to me in the same way actually I've got three daughters so yeah I get to enjoy that relationship three times over which is fabulous that's brilliant well this research all comes out from View Cinemas ahead of the release of Mamma Mia and the, the, the latest film are you looking forward to this you sound excited already I am Honestly, I'm so excited. I love the first one and um, I'm so looking forward to watching. I, I keep insisting that everyone calls it Mamma Mia, here we go again. I think it's very important that it gets um, referred to in the correct way. Some people are calling it Mamma Mia 2. I'm like, no. <laughs> it, it's, you've got to say it like the song. Well, well, there is that, and there, but there's more to it than just being Mamma Mia 2 as well, isn't there? Because it's yeah. a, a big expansion on the story. Exactly. And it does explore all of those relationships, particularly when it comes to talking about love. Well, yeah, and I think I think that's, that's one of the things that I'm most excited about. It's about that. Um, I think that, um, well, Donna, who's one of the characters, her grandmother is in it, who's actually been played by Cher, 
who I learned earlier on today that she's only three years older. So how she is playing Meryl Streep's <laughs> grandmother, I have no idea. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go along with it. Yep. So there's the grandmother, and then um, I don't think I'm giving too much away by letting you know that Sophie's expecting. And um, it's just all so exciting. So, um, and for me, that kind of transition is, um, is so poignant. I've just had a baby, and yet again, even at 37 years old, I still turn to my mom. My mom was the first person uh, to meet my baby daughter, but, well, apart from my husband, obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just such an important relationship, and I love that it's been explored and celebrated in this way. And um, my girls and I, we've already booked our tickets. We went on to myview.com. We booked our tickets, and we're going to go and see it this Friday, and we're so excited. And I love that I can go and watch it with my daughters. It's just, it's, it's just perfect. Yeah, and this, this is part of the, those relationships you build up. I mean, sixteen percent said they'd uh, turn to their mom for advice on love. Yeah. Uh, but then twenty-eight percent go to mom and daughter cinema nights. Yes. So uh, I think with the three kids, you're going to have some great time nipping <laughs> off to see the movies. Absolutely. Um, so our, um, well, we call them mommy and daughter dates, and we um, we do them at least once a week. Cinema is definitely high on the top of our list. Um, we love watching movies together, and then we kind of go out for dinner and talk about it after. And it's it's a brilliant pastime, and I think something that I hope that my daughters remember you know, when they're older and maybe even continue the tradition with their own daughters. I'd, I'd think so. But you're, you're a close-knit family, aren't you, which, which is good as well. Very. And yeah. when it comes down to it, though, I mean, will you be wandering around the house singing the tunes of ABBA? Because I'd like to hear a cover version or two, I think, from it. <laughs> That would be good, actually. I think I'd enjoy doing that. Um, in all honesty, we are always singing, and ABBA definitely features heavily in our rotation, um, especially in this day and age. It is not not everything is um, age-appropriate for the girls, but um, ABBA, you can't go wrong with an ABBA song, so, yeah. And are you excited by these two new tunes they're working on coming out later this year? I only heard about this this morning. I didn't know, so I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear it. And when it comes down to the, the wonderful world of music, I mean, what have we got coming up from you in the near? future anything else exciting I mean, we've joked about the, the ABBA covers but is that a possibility so first of all I've taken a break purely because I, I just I wanted to be at home with my girls if I'm being honest mm-hmm. um, but um, I next year is 10 years since I've released an album and so I was thinking I might go back into the studio I don't know it might just be one song it might be an album I'm not sure yet but I definitely would like to do something to commemorate my 10 years off okay so yeah but <laughs> take a break and then come back and, and wow everybody again yeah, why not? <laughs> Since I knew I was talking to you, your tunes from, from oh, 10 years ago now have been stuck in my head. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to uh, to new material from you. Oh, bless you. We're all looking forward to Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yes. And you're going to be moving uh, along down to your local view cinema. Yes, I am. Uh, enjoying uh, the, all of that down there. Yes. Obviously, uh, around here, you've got the, the one at Star City, which, of course, I'm sure you've visited a number of times I, over the years. All, all the time. But, um, but yeah, I do go to Star City, actually. We, 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 You've got your tickets booked already. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I'll be there on Friday and, yeah, and highly encourage everybody to do the same. Well, Mamma Mia, here we go again, out in cinemas and and view, keeping an eye on the way in which uh, moms and daughters are are working on the relationships. It's all (laughs) sounding good for a great family day out. Thank you. Have a brilliant time and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks, Jason. Take care. Leave home. 
Houses sell for 70% less than the UK average, knocking a staggering 38,574 quid off the average UK property price. That's assume you think your house is haunted in the first place. Somebody who knows a bit about this is ghost expert, Barry Guy. Hello. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I trust you find you well? Yes, all good, thank you. So, Barry, your TV show, Help My House is Haunted, is currently showing on Really. And during this, you must have met up with a few people who are suffering from uh, some sort of spiritual infestation in their homes. Oh, we did indeed. We investigated 12 different properties across the uh, United Kingdom, and we tried to support the owners with um, gathering real evidence of the paranormal and helping them with some resolution to, to, to possibly get rid of these spirits for them. Now, really do enjoy putting real life on your screens, but when it comes to a real afterlife, this is something a little bit different to the norm. Mm, it is indeed. I, I do this job, you know, day in, day out. It's a professional uh, paranormal investigation uh, service there. So during the, the, the filming of this program, you know, we were attempting to, to visit different properties that are all experiencing different forms of paranormal phenomena. So have you seen things that would put somebody off when they come to buy a house? They may be doing a viewing and you know, what can go wrong that's not been able to be attributed to the, the kids or a, or a pet? Oh God, lots of things. I mean, everything from seeing full-bodied apparitions to objects moving by themselves, uh, you know, strange temperature fluctuations, um, windows, doors opening by themselves, all sorts of scary things like that. And when you're wandering around a house, that can really put you off buying it if you see something like that happen. Unless maybe it's a celebrity ghost. Do you think that could add to the value of a home? Uh, No, I I agree. You might have a celebrity ghost. Let's say Michael Jackson's former property, the Neverland Ranch or something, you know, the the house price might go up. But uh, on average, 17% less. That's how much... Uh, less um, the, the property sale of a house would be. So are there homes in you know, specific areas that seem to have the most ghost sightings? No, I think anywhere uh, where there's history, there's land, there's, there's, there's that kind of rich history attached to a property, or what was previously there, that has the potential uh, for a haunting. And when this is happening, uh, how, how does it trigger in the householder's mind? They've lived there for a while. They, they may start to pick up that something is, is a little bit awry. Yeah, I mean, if, if people living in a house, they might experience um, you know, the feeling of being watched, the, the sensation of being touched, for example, static or electrical discharge in the air, or you can sense it and your hairs will stand up on the back of your neck, that kind of thing. Um, unusual smells, for example, but seeing shadows or objects moving or even full-bodied apparitions. 
again, it's it sounds like something which a skeptic is going to struggle with. Uh, mm. A lot of the time, I'll admit I am a skeptic. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you about my haunted house story at another time, probably. But it wasn't my house, which is the good bit. But when it, it's, it's it's all going on, uh, is this something that you've been able to capture on film during the series? I mean, what what did you spot when you were recording? Do you know what? We caught some absolutely amazing real paranormal evidence, everything from photographs. I mean, photographed ghosts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, videos, uh, audio recordings, um, and having them speak to us using some of our devices. And in this world of technology, it is easier than ever to be able to record this sort of thing it, because you can verify what it is. In the past, if it was all on uh, you know, a chemical recording of a, a photograph, it is slightly uh, more easy to uh, have something go wrong with the process. Now, although people can fake things with computers, actually, if you know the whole beginning-to-end process of recording something, you can check the equipment more yeah, easily to make sure it is something that's really been picked up. You can. You can analyse photographs, you can analyse video footage, you can tell the authenticity of it, whether or not it's been doctored in any way, shape or form. And But everything that we have found during the, the making of Help My House is Haunted is 100% authentic. And it was, you know, it was there, captured in real time. And you'll get to see that process on screen. So, for example, I take a photograph of uh, what I believe is a, is a spirit uh, at one of the locations, and you'll see that on this week's Friday night episode. So, uh, you know, the, the history is there. It corroborates the facts and the story uh, that the, the owner is telling us. It corroborates what our psychic Chris Fleming is picking up on. And we capture this on camera. And then are you able to help them move these guys on? Yeah, myself, not personally, but Chris Fleming, who's a psychic medium from Chicago, he's on the show. And Chris is able to speak and communicate with these spirits and helps them to move on with prayer, with blessing, with that kind of psychic uh, power that he does have. So it sounds an amazing series. It must have been an absolute joy to uh, get this sort of stuff recorded, get evidence for it, and then be able to help people with their homes and then put them back on the market and not lose that 70%. No, that's right. But we have been able to help all of those families, all those homeowners, um, and it was an absolute joy to uh, to work on the series with those brilliant investigators, Chris and Sandy. Um, and uh, it's well worth watching, so please do tune in. Give us all the details. Where can we find you on screen? Well, Help My House is Haunted is airing weekly on Friday nights, 10pm on TV channel Really. Um, it started last week, so you can still watch the first episode on UK TV Play Catch Up. Uh, but the second episode, episode two, where we investigate the Leopard Hotel in Stoke-on-Trent, is going to be airing this Friday night, 10pm. And what have you got in the weeks to come? Well, you've got lots coming up. You've got uh, lots of different scary locations. In fact, episode three is uh, a location that has terrified me, and it's a place I won't go back to. OK, we can find out all about that one in episode three, 10 o'clock, Friday night on Really, and, of course, the uh, UK TV player to view the previous episodes. Well, it sounds like uh, it was uh, great to be involved with. We look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you. For now, Barry Guy, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Take care now. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 475 next week. I'll see you then. ta for now. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.